0: You know, if you were to ask most people today, what is the one key word that would uh, describe that first Easter, uh, the resurrection of Jesus, him rising from the dead, uh, the one word that might be at the top of the list is faith. Easter is about faith. But I don't think so on that first Easter Sunday. I think for the disciples, there was a whole lot more doubt than faith. That's what the first part of this episode is all about. There's a bonus thrown in, though, with this episode. Uh, After the commentary on faith versus doubt, um, there's a little fun poem uh, that talks about the peas of Easter. That's right. See what I did there? The peas of Easter <laughs> instead of the peace of Easter. It's basically a poem that uses a lot of P words, words that start with the letter P to describe Easter and um, the peace that comes from believing in the resurrection Of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I hope you enjoy both the um, commentary and the poem that are part of this episode. This is Where's God Finding Him in the Small Stuff, and I'm your host, Greg McCollum. I'm going to tell you a story, a story that will inspire you and help you move closer to God through the small stuff in your life. A story to give you a glimpse of God that will surprise you with its simplicity and amaze you with its message. Easter faith is a pretty faith. We dress up our Easter faith today. We put a new suit on it or a brightly colored bonnet. It is pretty and easy, perhaps too much so. The Easter faith of Jesus' disciples was not pretty or easy. Theirs was a faith of a bloody cross and a stone-covered tomb. During the early encounters on that first Easter morning, the word of the hour was not faith, but doubt. Consider all of the doubt which surrounded that first Easter. Thomas, doubting Thomas, doubted until he saw with his own two eyes. Peter refused to believe the women who returned from their early morning visit to the tomb, exclaiming that Jesus had been raised. He basically said, like, no way. Mary Magdalene thought she was speaking to the gardener outside of Jesus' tomb because it just couldn't possibly be Jesus. And the two who were walking on the road to Emmaus spent hours walking with Jesus but didn't recognize him as Jesus because they. Just couldn't believe it. They doubted. Not only did these people doubt the actual event of the resurrection, but they also doubted the promises which Jesus had made to them beforehand. Promises about being raised to life on the third day. Promises of a reunion in Galilee. So many things were easier to believe. So many promises were more easily kept. The disciples were overwhelmed by the nature of those promises. They were impossible promises, incredible, inconceivable. As dawn broke on that first Easter Sunday, everything the disciples knew about life and death said that Jesus was not coming back. Eventually, the memories of Good Friday faded, replaced by the realities of Easter Sunday. By the end of the day, these same people rejoiced, not because of the nature of the promises, but because of the nature of the one who had made the promises. Jesus has made impossible, incredible, inconceivable promises to us today as well. Sometimes our circumstances in life lead us to the same kind of doubt the disciples experienced. We doubt his promises because, like them— we lose sight of him. During our darkest days, when we see only a blood-stained cross and a stone-covered tomb in front of us, we can summon strength from our own Easter faith, a faith that believes Jesus' promises not only when it is easy, but also when it is difficult. Easter faith believes Easter promises. Easter promises bring life from death, As your life becomes an Easter life, doubt will disappear, replaced by a peace that passes understanding and a certainty of eternity. peas of easter prince jesus picked a pack of paupers called apostles to portray his power to all people those perceiving his presence could pack promises in their pockets punt problems and pain and proclaim positive prayers partly piquing his prodigious purpose and plan they pause personal pride with penetrating peace. Proving partnership with the poor pilgrim of Palestine provides pleasant paths that passes our comprehension. The price Jesus paid to put people in paradise prohibits partial participation in his plan. A part of your heart pours loss on the cross, but give him a permanent place and you plumb the precious bloom of the empty tomb. Praise Him. Praise, probe, and partake of Him. Him. Period. This concludes today's episode of Where's God? Finding Him in the small stuff. Did you know when Jesus was preaching and teaching, He never used words like justification, sanctification, glorification? He never used words like those to describe himself, God, God's word, salvation, heaven, or eternity. Instead, when Jesus talked about theological concepts, he talked about the small stuff of life. We call them parables today. He did that because his listeners could understand the small stuff. They were living the small stuff every day. It was through the small stuff that Jesus helped people move closer to God. There are going to be no intimidating, scary, or overwhelming theological words as part of this podcast. You'll just encounter things like cups of coffee, home repair, signs on the side of the road, roller coasters, and french fries, all revealing something unique about God, who meets you in real life ways every day. Oh, mm-hmm. oh,